1: Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn. horror still in Amityville. Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT,
0: Factory, Red Eyes Low be Dog Man, howling in the street. I'm typically skeptic of what I see.
1: Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans. Thunderbird swamp thing. Is it real? I was wondering. Typical. Skeptic show. Typical. Skeptic show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have back a familiar guest. I think this is his fourth time on my show. I have with me um, Dr. Michael Lynch. Uh, he's been a paranormal investigator for the past 27 years investigating UFOs, ghosts, ancient civilizations, the occult, government conspiracies. Dr. Lynch over the past 14 years has had a long radio segment on 97.1 St. Louis called Paranormal Tuesdays with guests that talk about all things paranormal. Added to this joint event, he was with Conspiracy Agents podcast show. And Dr. Lynch has been on television. He's been on Discovery Channel, Sci-Fi fox family abc family destination america national geographic um and he's been on movies he was on the documentaries shadow worlds the haunted boy children of the grave Two, and Soulcatcher. and what i love about dr lynch is like i think we do this is becoming a tradition to have him on every halloween oh the last time we did a show was last halloween so this will kind of be like a halloween show there he's shown his ghost thing <laughs> and, and- on, dr lynch how are you
0: doing real great uh, uh a couple of years ago i was i was i was batman and this this is not quite the costume i had on but uh i i walked around and i go oh, i'm your worst nightmare i'm i'm batman you know i'm not a ghost <laughs> i'm batman i'm actually far worse than but um yeah i'm doing good i'm doing very good and of course this is the highlight of my season is uh halloween and even though it's not any more spookier than any other day of the week (laughs) um people people look upon this as being a time for the day of the dead uh, and things like that so we we look at the, the cemeteries the graveyards and things like that and we're looking for consciousness you know uh the mystical realm of consciousness uh that that's around us all the time actually you know. i was
1: gonna say this i, I this is kind of off the, the the paranormal but like you know i was talking to my girlfriend yesterday and like both of us had like a bunch of things kind of go out like haywire out of our lives so i mm-hmm. was thinking like not do you think not only is the veil thin around halloween but do you think things can get a little bit crazy too for people like oh yeah something about the moon or what, what do you think is going on around this time of year
0: and and it's so subtle that very seldom do we ever even you know, put it into our conscious mind. But the earth, <clears throat> the earth as a ball rotates. So if this is, you know, a profile of the earth, it will rotate on its axis about five degrees. And when that five degree shift takes place, it changes <clears throat> a lot of the <clears throat> excuse me, electromagnetic field that is around the planet. It just it just naturally does it as it orbits the sun and every year. So the earth is speeding up. Uh it is for us the furthest uh, time away from the sun. So we go into that orbital epogee and we shift on our axis about five degrees. And then if that's not enough to mess up our brains, which it is, then we change our time at the, uh, on at the end of Halloween. So so we our time de- uh, delayed, we go from daily savings times to, uh, oh no, we go from regular time to daylight savings time. And we think that we're saving energy or getting an extra hour of sleep or whatever, but really you know, almost 60% of all Americans, if not more, I'd say 80 now are sleep deprived. And so we go through this subtle uh, natural earth shift and uh, it messes with our heads. And then we go through the pollens and the allergies, and then we have less daylight and then the earth will speed up a little bit, which kind of throws us a little bit again out of kilter. Uh, a lot of people get dizzy this time of year because of either sinuses or inner ear uh, complications. Pressure builds up. Um, then the the brain actually, you know, when we're out, uh, like when we're on vacation, let's say, and I love to go to the beach. And when I go to the beach, I just look at the... Uh, uh, the the horizon line of the ocean. I just love to see the horizon line of the ocean and the blue skies and the waves coming in, and we go from this infinite horizon line. You might say in in summer, which is full of daylight, and we're getting all this um, chemical reactions in our brain because of the sunlight. We're getting in and not only endorphins, we're making uh, serotonin. Serotonin helps balance our sleep schedule. And then we're going to go from all that to a very confined space, which is your own home. And when you look around your home, you have, you know, I used to have a house that had uh, 10 foot ceilings and I felt very, um, very open. And now I have a house that has eight foot ceilings and it's a little more claustrophobic. So the mind is actually way out here during summer. And then all of a sudden it has to condense itself down. And then every little thing, every nuance, every bump, every sound, every the heater kicking in, the you know the air conditioner coming off, you know, um, all this uh, affects the mind, and it can develop a systemic idea of paranoia because we're not as we're not we don't have the open space, so we don't psychologically feel we're as free as we normally are and then when we get into a confined space we start if you're not claustrophobic you start developing a small case of paranoia so you go who's that what's that sound you know who you gonna call it's got to be a ghostbuster it's got to be a ghost (laughs) and and it's not necessarily any of that it's just that you're not inside your house uh 24 7 like you're in the wintertime so you go to your job you come home you know you you watch the boob tube you watch tv and um that's it. Your, your, your daily activities and routine activities are technically based on the sun. But once all that changes, then you get more lethargic, you get more, uh, apprehensive. You don't like the dark as much. And <clears throat> this is just thrown out there. I'm just going to throw this out there for free. Um, all your childhood, you have been, been ta- taught, taught, um via disney via mother goose m- via brothers grim the big bad wolf is out there the boogeyman is out there and when it gets dark you shouldn't be out there in the woods or out there in the dark because you don't know what's going to happen um wait
1: the- isn't it so true though that a lot of like alien abductions happen at night and a lot of entity yes. attacks happen at night like i remember yes. listening to art bell and i know you listen to art bell too he had like Calling lines where people would just talk about their entity attacks, and it seemed like they would always happen at night. Right? Speaking of Halloween, Mm -hmm. like that's something that what it's like a serious thing, right? Or do you think a lot of those people made up those stories? Or like, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, yeah,
0: Uh, when um, okay, uh, alien abductions can happen during the day. Basically, it it can happen almost any time, but basically, it happens does happen at night under the cover of night because man is not a night creature any longer he is a daytime creature so if someone's going to disappear or be abducted it's going to be while they're asleep while they can be controlled and then they can be uh beamed up if necessary or analyzed right there in their own bed so what um so alien abduction does happen while the brain your brain is susceptible to suggestion okay
1: like when it's in a theta state, right? Or, maybe, right. or a delta. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure which. Uh, yeah, in theta, it's in theta, but theta also has a lot of imaginary uh, parts to it too. So we can we we come into a, an area of make believe or fantasy. So, so what's happened is you're programmed that there is something out there, like a big bag wolf, Bigfoot, um, swamp thing. You know, it could be anything. There's a monster out there. And you're safer in your bed. And you're only safe if the bed bugs don't bite. And that is because, you know, no one ever changed out their bedding back in the old days. And they would develop, you know, mites and bed bugs, which we still have today, even in our most advanced societies. So um, we have to change our mattresses and change our sheets a lot. But anyway, uh, getting back to this is that we're programmed. We're, we're, we have a predilection and a program that states that darkness is bad darkness is evil darkness is um un- uncontainable uh darkness is infinite you know um darkness is space you know it just goes on and on and and we're somehow programmed through fa- via stories or fairy tales or whatever that uh at nighttime strange things will happen so we have a, a natural uh gestalt you know to Well, during the day, it doesn't happen. And then we have a, 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 it's a blind spot. And then we have another gestalt about the nighttime, you know, where all the bad happens. And then that's the light and the dark, you know, it it connects in your mind. So you just say, oh yeah, well, if I'm going to be possessed, I'm going to be possessed um, uh, in the middle of the night, which is, you know, which a lot of people talk about between 2.30 and 3.30 a.m. They either wake up or they feel like they're being watched, or they see a shadow man in the room, or they hear the voices of Aunt Martha or Grandmother Joan or whatever. And that is because the mind at that stage is highly susceptible to information. And I was on our bell one time and I said, okay, before you go to sleep, you know, and maybe before you wake up, but before you go to sleep, as you're drifting into sleep, just mentally put out there and say, um, does anybody want to give me a message? You know, does my dead relatives want to give me a message or my angels or my guides or whatever? And as you drift into sleep, if you can hold this, you know, hypnagogic state, which is a predilection of going into your dream state, not REM, but just into sleep, um, there is a gap in there. And that gap is the the brainwave mindset of receiving this information now psychics and mediums can reach that it's called the waking sleep and they can reach that just by being in the room they can just you know their mind can almost go to sleep now i got a story about this <clears throat> you're not all as crazy as you think you are um i was in an investigation we were doing a haunted business this was a haunted hairstylist business. And the uh, people who were running the investigation brought in a um, psychic. She was a channeler. Okay, so um, now at the time I was totally skeptic uh, of psychics and channelers, but she came in and we set her down, and um, they wanted her to go into a channel and to talk to the entities that were haunting this business. And I go, okay, yeah, sure. That's yeah, why not? You know, you know, if if she's not a psychic, it'll just be bogus and. you know, bogus information, erroneous information anyway. So we throw that to the side. But anyway, okay, so we set her down and we set up our camera equipment. Now, this was the first first generation camera equipment that we actually had at that time. And we set it up, and so uh the director of the investigation goes, Okay, uh, go into your go into your channeling mode and channel in your guide and then talk to the ghost. And so I'm sitting back behind the camera, you know, I'm just watching the the screen, you know, the, the little uh, window there. And uh all of a sudden she goes into this channel and she starts to shake a little bit like she's cold. It's a it's a it's a shiver. And then all of a sudden we see this orange little light appear just above her head and come and sit on her shoulder. What? Yeah, and she's an orb. Yeah, it was a little orb, orange, kind of like an orangish orb uh, for, for the lights that we were using. It was kind of orangish. And it sat on her shoulder. And then all of a sudden, it looked like it went right behind her back of her neck. And at that time, her voice changed, her body gestures changed, and she was downloading. Um, it was like Ephraim or s- some entity, some ancient old entity. And she just started talking in this weird man- manly voice and she could have been a bit great ventriloquist but then everywhere uh, didn't do that and so then when she came out we videotaped the whole thing so when she came out of the state she did this little shiver like she was cold again and this thing comes right out from behind her and then it floats up into the wow. you know and, and just disappears okay now now everyone says well that was just a one-time situation maybe she is a channeler and this proves that she's a channeler and this does give her uh this does give her evidence that she's channeling her guide, which she calls Zephram or something like that, so anyway, about five years later, I run into another psychic and she's a psychic medium, and she has a um guide and I think his name was willow I'm not really sure if it was Willow, but it was something like Willow and he was a Native American that was her guide and so we called her the lazy boy psychic because she had this lazy boy and she would lean back into this lazy boy. And, and it was like, okay, is she going to take a nap now? I mean, I, you know, what's going on. So, so, so uh, not to prejudice anything or be biased. So we go to her location, her house, she sits in her lazy boy and she starts to uh, go into his channeling mode and a channeling mode. And so she's talk she she starts talking and she goes, "Oh, uh my guide's here." And uh we go, "Okay, uh you know, uh, go ahead, talk to him and and just, you know, get get comfortable." And so all of a sudden, we saw this large orb. It was it was large. I don't have anything, but just think of it like uh a medium-sized uh Ball. I mean, it was bigger than a softball, but like a, like a uh, like a melon of some kind, like a honeydew melon. It was about the you know. But it was big. It was round, and it was trans, semi-transparent. You could see the um, displacement layer, and you could see the, the central matrix or the nucleus of that, you know, of of that orb. And so you're sitting there going, "Oh, okay. Uh, no, we didn't say we saw him. We just say, okay, we'll go ahead and have a conversation if he's here." And talk to it. And then I said, I have a question. I want you to go into the future uh, to a certain date. And I want you to, you know, look at the city of St. Louis and then report back what you see. And so she's sitting there in this lazy boy. She's leaned back. Her eyes are closed. And she goes, Willow can't take me to the future. And I go, "Okay, well, uh, is there somebody that can? And she goes, yes, she he's going to call an angel, a little angel, messenger angel, to come and take me to the future so I can see what's going to happen in 2027 or something like that you know somewhere down the road and all of a sudden Willow uh, kind of fades away and then this little white thing it looks kind of like kind of like this it was it looked like it had little wings it looked like Tinkerbell if you if you if you look at Tinkerbell when she's flying around it looks a lot like Tinkerbell and it It flew into the room. It hovers right in front of her. Actually, it actually, it goes around, uh, goes around her. And then all of a sudden it just disappears. Boom. And she goes, you
1: saw this, like you, 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 you witnessed this.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm videotaping it. Yeah. I'm videotaping it. So, so we now know we can see angels and we can see guides by our second generation of equipment. So, okay. So this angel flies off and she goes, okay, I'm with the angel. And They've taken me to the future. And she reports, you know, some things in the future. Basically, it was a lot of flooding in the city of St. Louis, a lot of rain, a lot of flooding. And some of that is happening now um, in low-lying areas, you know, uh, Florida and uh, other places where other places are becoming drought. You know, there are, there's droughts. So anyway, St. Louis li- lies on the Mississippi River. And even though it has floodgates, she saw that the city was inundated with water. And I go, okay, great, we'll just write this one down. And then she says, okay, the angel's taking me back to my body. So the next thing you know, uh, she goes back to her body as she says, and she says, okay, I'm back in my body and the angel is on its way, it's gonna leave now. And then right when she said that, this white thing, this white angel, she called it an angel, flies right in front of the camera as if to wave to us and say goodbye and it just flew off <laughs> that's hilarious yeah it is i'm just going oh
1: my god this is crazy this is crazy so I mean, like, um I can't believe you got that on film like oh yeah you had to yeah. change your whole perspective on the it, way you viewed the afterlife and what is actually yeah. going on with this reality yeah. right
0: so we proved two things we proved two things all at the same time there are some some people who are psychic who do have a guide or a a, a spirit that is helping them uh, make you know big decisions and and like go into the future and and then we have guys like Hal putoff and uh, Major Ed Dames and um, a few others Wait, who are out there who, do, who who did the uh, uh, remote viewing technical remote viewing project Stargate. Well, okay, so I'm sitting there going, you know she doesn't know anything about Project Stargate. And she's giving us the, almost the same technique and information that Stargate was giving us. So we started to investigate um, that, you know, Project Stargate and technical remote viewing. And, and I ordered a videotape and some, some primers from uh, Ed Dames and his company. I forgot the name of the company at the time, but, um, and I reviewed all this. And what they were doing was not even, not even half as hard as what the psychic was doing. But they were coming up with similar points of information. So Joe McMonagle, to find out under Project Stargate, had a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience where he had a, a heart attack, an aneurysm, or a heart attack, and he dies, or just, you might say dies, at a bar. And he leaves his body, and he walks around outside in the rain, and he notices the rain goes right straight through him. What? and. Yeah, and then Joe McMonagle goes back into his body. Well, the next thing you know, he has all the psychic ability, okay? So it wasn't technically all learned. It was technically he, he, he had it. it. Through this near-death experience, or out-of-body experience, he returned with this ability to lock in to this psychic stream of time and space, or let's just throw time out because time doesn't exist. Let's say space and coordinates And he got into Project Stargate. Now, uh, Joe McMonagle is actually working for an institute. Well, it was a few years ago, working for an institute. That's all they did. Corporations would come to them and say, well, talk about industrial espionage. I don't want to go there. But yes, Joe McMonagle could have been, you know, uh, allegedly um, working as an industrial spy. Um, uh, Major Dames talked about when the Segway first came out, the little motorized Segway on two wheels. They actually technically remote viewed it and remote viewed its mechanics inside of it. And they reported what they found. Okay. Well, Joe McMonocle was instrumental in that. And, and there were another one called Harry Price. He was instrumental in that. And he was a retired cop. So Hal put off his thrown in there a couple of places. And like, like I said, a lot of these guys have great intentions, but the information they're accessing is very similar to letting the mind all into this state, this narrow band state, so he can go out wherever the target is and lock onto it. Now, we always had a problem. How did the um, guides know who you are? Well, this rolls around uh, in different ways in the government, but the guides know us by our spirit by our energy okay and somehow the entity the the guides the entities uh reach an equilibrium point with our consciousness in order for our consciousness then to go with them and be safe and secure with them so there's an equilibrium of matching frequencies so it's almost like a borderline like telecommunication uh telecommunication um, more than it is maybe a psychic ability. So, but everyone has a different psychic claim. Some people can hear sounds only like they can hear voices, but they can't see anybody. Other people can see things, but, but, and they can talk to them. And then sometimes they don't get, you know, no one talks to them back. So there's a lot of different levels of each psychic. Each psychic has an ability. Um, it was just unique that I actually had found two psychics that had the exact identical, uh, capabilities and they were both blonde haired you know both from germanic uh past you know they're both germans and and they were both about the same age and they both have the same unique capability one happened to be a nurse the other one happened to be a um advisor a a personal coach coach advisor but they were actually having psychic abilities and they were they were being turned up or tuned up as they worked on those abilities so they could just sit there and start talking to entities in the room and You don't even know who they're talking to. They said, oh, yeah, there's somebody standing right there. And they just start talking to him, you know. And so we had to prove all this. We can't just say, oh, we don't believe in it. No, we actually had the equipment to sit there and establish a method of investigating, which required if we didn't see uh, an entity in the room or your guide um, or our recording's voice, uh, then we are, you know, a little mistrusting about this information. So anyway, <clears throat> make a long story short. Um, we got the information, the video information and the audio information of one-to-one contact, meaning I can ask a question, we can get an EVP back. Uh, and then we started looking at this again as electromagnetic pulse. They replied in three or four words and it would be cut off. Then it was another three or four words and be cut off. And a lot of people are doing that today. They're They have ghost boxes and REM pods and a bunch of other stuff. And they get um, beeps because of the electromagnetic field that is in that area. K2 meter will do that. Well, they're designed to look for and only look for electrons. They're not looking for ghosts. They're looking for electrons. So when a high mass electron comes into an area, these REM pods will go off. When the electrons leave, the REM pods die. A K2 meter is same thing. It's looking for electrical discharge. So it's the same thing. So what happens is you have all this equipment that's virtually non-visual, it's blind, and it's getting information. So you have to do two things. Trust your equipment and believe everything it tells you, or... Trust your equipment sometimes and throughout the data that you don't understand. And <clears throat> both of things are wrong. You always have to trust your equipment with what it can do, not what you think it can do. So if you wanna prove the afterlife, maybe a K2 meter may not be the direct way to go. Uh, a REM pod may not be the best way to go, but they can detect something in the room. Now, before this stuff was even created or imagined, um, I was using motion detectors. Now, you set up a motion detector, and what it's going to do is read motion. Okay, so there has to be, uh, there has to be something in front of the camera that distorts the, the, the room, because that would cause motion. So, okay, if motion is there, not only is it electrical field, because we can monitor that, but there is something dense enough or energetic enough to distort um, the, the motion detector. So the motion detector is here. The entity is here. If the entity crosses in front of the motion detector, we should get a response. Well, okay. During one of our many famous investigations, I set up these motion detectors, went down to Home Depot, got, uh, two motion detectors and they were like for your garage. You know, when you pull your car up, the lights would come on. And so we hooked those up for an AC. Uh, so we plugged them into the wall. Well, we went on this one investigation. I had two, uh, motion detectors plugged into different outlets in the into the wall so they weren't cycling off each other or anything like that i put one up high uh what about you know chest level and i'm almost six feet so is about three or four feet off the ground the other one i put on the ground and i aimed them in in different directions Leonardo da Vinci says you can catch anything if you just do this at a 35 or 45 degree angle and so we set this up well the story is as ghost stories go uh, the ghost is in the closet, mom, and I don't want to go, you know, and open the closet door because the ghost is in there. Now, that's how this whole thing got started. Well, um, lo and behold, we go up to the boy's room, and uh, he's telling us about this ghost that lives in the closet named Elizabeth, and uh, she talks to him at night, and he'll wake up, and there'll be nobody there, but she he can hear them when, when uh, he's asleep, or just about going to sleep. So, Anyway, so we say, okay, fine. So we set our motion detectors went up high, went on, on the floor, and we cross them. So they're not, you know, we're not crossing the beams, but we are crossing them to get a fuller range, a wider range of the room. And that's the thing about motion detectors. They do take up a wide range. So you want to kind of manipulate it to the distance uh, that you're actually trying to work with. So anyway, so so I said, where's the ghost? Well, she, he goes... Elizabeth is in the closet well the closet door is closed and he goes oh yeah he goes I can open it and then I go okay you know uh, just crack it just a little bit because if it's a little ghost well then we can determine that or if it's a big ghost and he goes oh no she's a big ghost anyway he goes over and opens the the uh, closet door about about four inches it's four to six inches you know opens the door four to six inches and I said okay that's good enough you know we don't want her to just uh, run out or whatever and he goes oh no If she wants to open the door, she'll continue to open the door and then she'll walk out. And I said, okay, great. So anyway, so the boy leaves and I'm there with my partner, Jim. And Jim and I are standing behind the motion detectors. Now the motion detectors have little lights in them, just regular uh, household lights. So we know which one is activating. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden the camera that is up high is aimed toward the closet. And all of a sudden, now, we don't get this on video for some reason. We get it on video later. But the the closet door opens. Eh, you know, it's, it's real, you know, even and slow. And then all of a sudden, the top one that is aimed, motion detector aimed toward the door starts to blink, 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 blink. blink and we're just watching this. And then, you now the bottom one is aimed at the door of, that leaves the room, the doorway that leaves the room. And that door is open. So so we just sit there and we watch the top one go off, blink, 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 blink. And all of a sudden it dies, click, it slows down. And then the bottom one opens up and goes click, 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 click. So something had crossed in front of both of them at different times as if it was looking at us, Jim and I. Uh, they're in the room, you know, scoping us out. Like, who are we? Why are we there? And anyway, it just walks out the door Both motion detectors stop immediately. Wow. So, so we realized right then, right then, the motion detector is an infrared detector and it only detects infrared if it's dense enough to be detected. So, if you have a match in front of the motion detector, it would detect it. It's that's hot, you know, it's infrared is hot. But this was something totally, totally out of the ballpark. So, we knew that it. Almost had a dense it had a density factor not a mass but a density factor not only in energy but electrons yeah, it was a question it was at least four to five feet high this,
1: yeah. this, how do we know that the ghost uh it remains uh, on the ghost side of things how do we know that the ghost um remains intelligent like and and I know we I know the answer to this but i'd love that yeah. the fans to hear like you know what I mean like um yeah. Does, do they give us signs of intelligence? Um, do they respond? Do they um, do they tell us stuff about the afterlife? It, it seems like they yeah. never do, right? Or, or do they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they do. Now, remember in the, in the old case of the Fox sisters, they would ask a question and then they would hear a rapping on the walls. So it was like uh, two raps, one rap for yes, two raps for no, or something like that. Anyway, the Fox sisters went around America uh, doing this and they had some entity... That would follow them and answer their questions yes and no well they say this was the start of spiritualism well it was actually started long before that with pani the younger but yes they are trying if if they see um okay we need to learn lessons in this life this is a very big classroom of learning things And we have been, some of us have been around for billions of years in different lives, incarnations, and we are learning, we are learning the lessons of that reality in the best way we can. You know, sometimes we have to learn the lesson several times, but a guide, let's say you're uh, driving off of, before you drive off the cliff, let's say a guide shows up or an angel shows up and says, oh no, don't do that. You'll kill yourself. It's um, not your time yet. And they try to do a preventive or intervention before you actually become so reckless that you're going to hurt yourself. And they and so it's an angelic or guidance or uh, uh, guidance uh, information to prevent you or to get you off of a habit that is not conducive to your well-being or your health. And um, whether you have your best self-interest in mind, they try to, they try to, to do it, and sometimes they want you to learn your lesson, but also be as helpful as possible in how about how you digest that education, that learning. And so the guides come in and they say, "We can help you with this. We see an event that's going to be really, really great, or we see an event that's not going to be so great. But we want you to learn from either way, and we'll we can reduce your pain and suffering, but we're not going to eliminate it. So a lot of people do have to go through uh, a pain and suffering uh, epic." Um, as well as a success and joyful epic, um, because that's a lesson that they're learning. Now, um, so they come in and they can give us information, they can talk to us, they can, they can give us signals um that that make more sense if we look at them through our subconscious mind instead of our logical mind. Um, let's just, okay, let's just take yeah, hypothetically, let's just take a hypothetical situation. There was at at a time when I we first got started in this. um, There was a time when um, uh, they made these lamps. They made these lamps that you would touch and they would come on. They're like a static electricity, static electricity lamp. And you would touch them, the light would come on. You touch them, the light would go off. Um, This was about the same time as the clapper. You clap on, clap off. I remember that. Okay. And anyway, so what we found out was that entities, if they're dense enough and they have enough electrons, they can go by one of these lamps, they can touch it, and then the lamp will come on. And, and so uh,
1: that's amazing.
0: Um, so anyway, so, so we, uh, we found out that um, the entities are are dragging enough electrons with them, or have enough spiritual energy to be dense enough to be able to touch a lamp. And then be able to make that lamp come on. And then they can also make it go off. Now, this is the forerunner to this REM pod that everyone's talking about. And they're so up, up about it. Well, you can go out and buy these uh, touch that's called touchless lamps and do almost the same experiment, just with a, a basic lamp. So anyway, so uh, more than hypothetical, we can set this up. And if the entity wants to communicate, they can just touch that lamp. And then you know that they're in the room. okay because they have to physically touch it. So that gives us levels of proximity, okay? So they're nearby. Many psychics that I have worked with have no proximate location. They could be talking to a psychic in the room, or they could be talking to a psychic, uh, an entity way out in the space or in the afterlife or wherever. And you don't have a level of proximity. Well, with these devices, the motion detector, the lamp, my video equipment, they had to be in the room. Or we couldn't detect them. So this led to a whole different side of the coin. Then we started getting into areas to where, uh, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? And we had to make those decisions pretty much on the fly because no one had ever done that before. So we just said, okay, we'll... We'll do. We'll work with it. We'll work with it. So we had this one psychic. She's a very dear friend of mine. And every time we would go out on an investigation, she'd surround us with white light, and she would um, do that prior to every investigation. She'd also say a prayer, and then we'd go about our business. Well, luckily, I guess because of her meta, her meta uh, verse uh, unique style, we never had anything harmful to us there was only one person on one investigation that actually got scratched all the way down the you know, all the way across his shoulder. And, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. And I I, uh, I was on two investigations where another gentleman was scratched on his forearm, had 17 individual scratches. It took him three months to heal. And they were from under the epidermal uh, layer. So if they were like almost underneath the skin, scratching them underneath the skin. Cool. And and they were like bubbly, trying to bubble up through the the skin layer and it just couldn't do it so you had these red marks underneath the skin and how the how only does way it could
1: even happen though doctor like, how do they get to the how does the entity manipulate the the skin like is it is it because it's energy and we're made of energy and it can manipulate mass or matter that's
0: correct it it is it is energy pure energy and that energy can be focused like a laser we we have a, a regular light bulb and we have lasers the lasers are as, as a focused form of a frequency of energy. That laser can cut through my skin. Uh, a, a regular standard lamp can't cut through my skin. Now you know, LED lamps are just light. So so they can't do anything. But but microwaves, like lasers, can go internally because what it's doing is activating the water molecules inside your body. And then if it's focused like a laser, it looks like scratches. Because the subconscious or the conscious mind, now this is where you get back to intelligence. Not only do they have a flight pattern that they avoid things, they have an intelligence on how they affect the reality. So if if their intelligence is I I can scratch, um, then I'm going to focus my energy on that scratch. And then lo and behold, you'll see this entity right on top of his uh, arm because I took some still photos. Uh, the still photos is an entity right on top of the arm, and it, you can tell that it scratched him. Now, if you look at the anatomy of an orb, it does have the capability because um, it has these energy uh, spikes coming off of it. And it looks like a plasma ball that you can buy down at Spencer's Gifts. And those that radiation energy could scratch Because it can get into that layer. That layer can get right onto it and looks like a scratch. The the guy who, uh, my other partner, got his shoulder scratch and his arm scratch. The entity took about a second to fly by him. And about 30 minutes later, he goes, man, my shoulder is just burning. like, Like someone's poured acid on it or something. So he pulled off his shirt and there it was. His shoulder was just scratched up, red, looked like it was bleeding. So uh, it wasn't bleeding. It was just underneath the epidermis layer. So what happens is that there is an energy. um, And we now know what this energy is. But we, we didn't at the time. There is an energy that was focusing itself to leave this mark, to touch that lamp, to stay in front of our cameras. And that was the whole key, is that this energy is focused and it's intelligent because it's responding to the people in the environment, as well as it's responding to everything else. So you have to look at it two ways. Okay, either you're territorial and you're defending yourself because it's your territory, or you're you're um, you're aggressive, meaning you're gone beyond the, the, the territory, and you know you're predatory. You become predatory, and then you're preying on people who have. Uh, certain, you might say, inclinations or disabilities, and they become susceptible to um, to this. Now, there, like I said, we're getting back to Gestalt. If I do not believe in ghosts, if I do not believe there's a there's actually a switch in my brain, and if I don't believe in ghosts, then ghosts are not real. You know, I can find another natural circumstance for that, but that's because I'm looking at it through this lens of this reality. And that is a conscious decision. It's not a fact in reality. It's a conscious decision. I don't believe in ghosts. But if you build equipment or buy equipment that does register energy, then what you're dealing with is consciousness. That is an energy form that can be focused or be general, a general energy. And Okay, here and here it gets more interesting. Okay, we look at a fish in an aquarium or a fish in the ocean, and the fish is just flying around, I mean, just floating around, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm happy. I'm here in the water. I'm breathing, and and I can do whatever I can do, and that fish has no clue about the medium of water that he's really in. He knows he's in it, but he doesn't really understand it. I mean, it gives him oxygen, and it gives him buoyancy, so he can float around and look for food and stay alive. okay. When we look at entities and we see a large mass of entities, they are floating around. They're floating around the room. Uh, If you just see one or a thousand, they are just there. They're floating around. And I said, how can that be? How can this energy be like this? When we know there are certain laws that prevent that from happening. Well, as we research, we find out that the laws that pertain to them is in a tachyon energy level, not quantum, but tachyon. And tachyon can travel into the past as well it can into the future. So this is a psychic railroad that people are jumping into when they do psychic mediums or technical remote viewing. They get on the tachyon train and the tachyon train can take them wherever they want to go as long as they have a target. So if I want to see what Robert's doing, then I jump onto the tachyon train and I will go into your past or into your future.
1: How do we access this tachyon stream? Like, because, you know, it's weird. Like I had a subscriber send me a tachyon necklace. It was a basically yeah. like a pistol. It was cut like yeah. in the shape of like a... Um, yeah, you know, like a like a star of David, but uh, but it was a crystal, like you know. Right, and, and, right. Uh, They said yeah. it was a tachyon particle charged necklace, but like I I I kind of didn't understand it. I was like I was trying to understand it, but I was like it was it was it was I, I didn't understand. I'm I'm not real hip to it.
0: So okay, so the Greeks named tachyon as being well, we use it as tachometer, a very fast moving energy, actually emanates from beyond our universe from the afterlife directly into our universe. Tachyons come in from the outside. Chronons start from the center of the universe and go out. And that's how we get uh, uh, particle decay, which some people call this particle time, but it's really particle decay. And then that's how we determine really the universe. Uh, how fast is carbon decay? How fast is uranium decay? And then that gives us a, quantum, a quantified a measurement that we can then put on these elements. Well, this is the same thing. With tachyon energy, it is the water in the aquarium. It emanates through our reality and virtually through everything. And that it can take you on that train into the past or into the future or different planets. Or Ingo Swan says he he could go to Mars and Jupiter and Saturn and and all this other stuff. It's the same thing. It's it's the water in the aquarium. It's the field that can take us there. You see, and we can float around in that tachyon field just like a fish does in water. So we have a focused effect, which is consciousness, which is made of similar tachyon energy, and then we have the tachyon field, which is which is everywhere. So so the mind makes a decision and then that decision governs the reality that we're in so i could hypnotize you let's just say and you could quit smoking or overeating or some basic neuroses you have you know or compulsion that you have we can get into the mind through hypnosis and change that no pharmaceutical in the world can do that it can't even come close okay so we know that we can alter your programming and the decisions that you make in your mind, especially about grief, depression, anxiety um, and all the related bad habits drinking, smoking, driving fast, uh, you know, uh, gambling, uh, addictions all these addictions can be, you know brought down gradually over time. But through hypnosis, within a couple of sessions, you'll have people just they don't overeat they just quit smoking, you know, and the suggestion is that all of this is bad for them, that to be healthy, they need to, you know, eat healthier, they need to quit smoking, Um, they need to not gamble and, you know, gamble away their paychecks or whatever. So these bad habits can be broken with just a suggestion to the subconscious mind, which is 90% regulatory your entire world, 90%. It's absorbing information and recording information, as well as deciding what should be the next best move. Well, a lot of people can't get through all that. You know, there's just too much for them to handle. So they decide what is more comfortable, what gives them enough dopamine, what gives them a, a, enough serotonin. You know, they do things that are comfortable for them that make them, you know, minorly happy for the moment. And then That's the idea is to say, well, some of these, some of these things are good. Some of them are bad. We need to weed out these bad habits with good habits, save your money. Don't spend your money, you know, uh, eat less, have better health, exercise more. You know, these are basic concepts, but there's no pharmaceutical in the world that can, that can change this as fast as hypnosis.
1: And frequency do it too.
0: Exactly. The energy of the brain when that frequency changes, it changes the entire brain structure. The chemical and the chemical hormonal balances of the brain are changed uh, with that. Now, let me back up just a second. Wait, can
1: now, just say something real quick. The reason why I said frequency is because, like, whenever I listen to a lot of frequency videos on YouTube, and right? Some people say that those are like, you know, there are people that go a little bit harsh and they'll say, "Oh, some of those are." Um, Counterintelligence, uh, you know that they're. But I think a lot of those people make those videos with good intentions, like the binaural beats and the yes. frequency videos. I think yes. those are really made with good intentions because yeah. I'll tell you why. Like if I'm ever depressed or if I'm not like feeling well, and I put on a binaural beats or, or a good frequency video, it changes my whole outlook on my mm. my whole day. Like it can yeah. really change your brain patterns. Then on top of that, if I I also I mean me and you might have talked about this before, but I've had like you know minor. um uh whatever elements okay like Mm -hmm. for example like i was getting nosebleeds because remember mark and i would put on a right frequency video about nosebleeds and just playing that frequency would stop the nosebleed so there's something to frequency and binaural beats that they can really affect our bodies right
0: right uh uh royal raymond rife uh developed all these frequencies to kill bacteria and he would apply these with electrodes and sometimes he did it with sound, sometimes he did it with like w- wavelengths of energy, electricity, and it would kill the bacteria in the Petri dish. And he would say, OK, uh, um, I this bacteria was killed under like one, 100 megahertz or whatever. And um at 24 hours later, there is still no life. You know, 36 hours later, there is no life. So Royal Raymond Reif was talking about doing this. Now, another woman comes out. Uh, back in the 90s, I think it is, and she develops this thing that runs on a double-A, uh, no, I'm sorry, a nine volt battery, and you put it on your nose, and it will kill the um flu virus that's in your nose, you know, kill the viruses in your nose. So she was actually adapting that where you would wear it for like 30 minutes and you would be over your um your cold. Um so there were there were a lot of people out there with this idea, and it stemmed from an older. Uh, technology that the Egyptians had, and then it extended even older than that to what Atlanteans had. Now, I want to go through uh, kind of things you've heard all your life, okay? The magic wand, the crystal ball, the um, focused focused crystals or ambient crystals. Um, All these things that have been passed down to us came from one source, and that was um atlanteans and or pleiadians so if we want to talk about ufos the inside the ship of a ufo it emanates tachyon fields to keep the people occupants in the ship alive and healthy it kills all the other bad viruses if you talk about and uh mess medicines that was all based on tachyon frequencies such as the magic wand such as the crystal ball. Now, there are anyone can look this up. This is why I uh, my direction and my the end of the road was with me with, with tachyons because there are tachyon chambers that are developed that are that are being uh, developed just like uh, you know you go down and get a pedicure or a manicure or or you get your hair done you know and you go into these tachyon chambers. Uh, you're surrounded by these crystal balls. You have a couple of layers of tachyon shielding above you. And then you get a blanket made of tachyon wafers. And these tachyon wafers you can buy on Amazon. Uh, they're called Delta, something like tachyon Delta wafers. They're about as big as a, a coaster, yeah.
1: And what and do they do? What do they, do?
0: they align tachyon energy to where it revitalizes the body. Now we talk about, uh, talking about frequencies and the very big frequency is the 40 Hertz right now, because the guy did a Ted talk on how 40 Hertz frequencies, uh, help with Alzheimer's and dementia patients. It helps with blood circulation. It helps with a lot of things. And they've actually come out and put it into like a thing. You sit on your chair and you plug it in for 30 minutes and you get the 40 Hertz frequencies. Okay. Um, well, guess what? If you're in a tachyon chamber and you're laying back on your easy boy or lazy boy, um these for 30 minutes or an hour, you get irradiated with tachyons. When you come out of a tachyon chamber, the first thing is on your mind is wow, I felt like I was loved. I feel so relaxed. They feel like they've almost reached an altered state of the mind. And the more you have these, the more the mind changes. Now, you can type in Tachyon Chambers, Sedona, Arizona. And there's like two or three of them out there. There's one up in Michigan. There's one uh, out in the East Coast. And these Tachyon Chambers are all over. In France, there's 40 or 50, almost in every major city, you can go and spend an hour or 30 minutes into a Tachyon Chamber. And you will come out, not only feeling better. Uh, your circulation is better. Your aging process is slowed down. Um, this is what all this pyramid power and all this stuff, ever since the time of Atlantis, even before. Now, let me just say another little quick uh, story to this, a- and a- anecdotal. Uh, there's a city in the South Pole, and that city is called um, Ar- Antarctica City, and it was created by the Pleiadians. Well, the the whole city was made out of, oh, not all of it, but a lot of it was made out of crystal, Okay, this crystalline structure. Admiral Byrd flew into the city. Uh, Some UFOs got his plane and landed him into the city. And he said the whole city illuminated was uh, just bright with light and energy. And he was amazed and was all looking like it was made out of crystal. Okay. Well, that's because when you're in extreme environments, tachyons are the best way to keep your health and welfare going is with this tachyon frequency.
1: So, so acion can be the 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 the, the anti aging. Uh,
0: yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. So you have a you have a. Okay. This is a this is a really crazy story. But if you look into the Billy Meyer case, okay, Billy Meyer, uh, he was an Austrian um, farmer. You know, he lost these. Michael Holzer written a couple of books uh, on this case, and um, he and Billy Meyer, uh, his notes are on YouTube. You can track around and find it. Um, But the thing is, is they keep talking to the same aliens. Okay, you talk to the same aliens in 1960. You talk to the same aliens in 1990. They haven't aged a day. Okay, okay. Uh, In 2000, he's talking to the same aliens. And this is not telepathic. They actually land... And show him, you know, tell him stuff, you know, it's like, Hey, Billy, how's it going? You know, what do you want to know? Is there anything I you know, and they're sitting there in the room. I mean, he's, that's what he says. They're, they're just right there in the room. They've you actually made. A comic book. They made a comic book about this, you know. And and what's funny is
1: people try to
0: debunk that case,
1: but like yeah, I I think, like, a guy with one arm like he has, like, I don't think he could have taken those pictures, like and, you know, I had Michael Horn on my show and and, uh, Michael was saying, like, that it's almost impossible for them to have had, like, debunk that like it's yeah i think he was having real contact and i'm gonna get a lot of shit for this like i guarantee the comments section people are gonna blow us up for this but i'm a believer (laughs) in the meyer case
0: yeah yeah um all the evidence leads to now i'm not saying some of it was not fabricated you know that that's just here and there that's just we're all uh looking at this through uh adobe photoshop or Photoshop editor, you know, what I'm saying, so we can all say, you know, this is what the program is telling us. Okay, that's fine. The information is the key, because we we don't, we can't validate it until it actually happens. So, when he starts talking about future events, it's totally unvalidated. Okay, but if it happens, and when it happens, we sit back and go, oh my god, uh, this actually happened. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, getting back to this, these aliens haven't aged. Okay, now, we look into some uh, other uh, contactee stories and some of the aliens say, well, we live up to 800 years old. And others say, well, we live up to 1,000 years old. And we go, well, that's amazing because mankind used to be able to live a lot longer than we do now. And they would laugh and say, yeah, we, you know, we, we know you don't live very long. So they went to Billy and they said, okay, to help mankind out, we've picked the you know the person who can do the least but will give you the most information it was kind of one of those weird things so um he got this information well a lot of it man is just true just rings true all the way through and how do they slow down their aging process? Well, that was always the mystery until we read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth and we go, oh my God, they are using crystals and the frequency of these crystals in order to slow down their aging, to cure diseases and um, go from there. So the- you know, Egypt- you know what,
1: you know what I was gonna say about the Emerald Tablets of Thoth too? You know, I think Gerald Clark said this about them. Like the information in there is so- like ahead of our time, as far yeah. as like what we had, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it, no matter when those were written, I don't right. care if they were written yesterday, they're still way far ahead right. of our, what we have now. Right.
0: That's correct. That's correct. Now I, I just want to look, I, wish, I just want to say, the, there are two things here, two things here. One is energy, energy. And the other is material. If you're a materialist, you will take an aspirin for your headache. If you're an energy then you'll just think of different thought and it will change the uh, structure on your brain and the headache will go away. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, the, so if you deal with energy, uh, the afterlife, the ghosts, the the bump in the night is all real because we have videotaped it, recorded it. We know it's real. If you're a materialist, nothing in energy is, is even relevant. Okay. So your EEG is not even really relevant because that's not really consciousness. That's your stimulus response to consciousness. That's not consciousness, you see. So one time I was talking to Michael Shermer. Michael Shermer is a very unique individual. Anyway, so I said, Michael, I said, you must not believe in gravity. And he goes, what? I said, yeah, you must not believe in gravity, Mike, because I can't put it in your hand and, and I can't put it in a box for you to study in a lab. Okay, and then he got very upset about that. So I said, I don't believe in gravity, Mike, because you can't prove that it exists. Okay. It's true. It's only our concept of reality, our theory of reality that gravity fits in. It is not anything else. Okay. So Einstein talks about gravity. Well, yeah, he's right. I mean, that's a, the effect of gravity, but we still don't know what it is. Is it caused by the mass? Is it caused by the structure? Is it caused by the architecture of the universe? You know, um, uh, we're still very far behind on gravity. And this is the other thing about uh, quantum physics. And I know, I know, you know, crazy Dr. Lynch here is just being crazy about everything. But anyway, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Quantum is overridden by consciousness. So quantum is an effect of of the reality of consciousness. So quantum's an energy. Consciousness is an energy and consciousness can change that. I've got yogis in Tibet that will uh, hold their breath for like 30 minutes underwater. You know what I'm saying? Uh, They will uh, never get sick. They'll, they'll slow their aging process. They're doing that with their mind, a frequency in their mind. They're harmonizing with tachyons. Tachyons overrides quantum entanglement, quantum effect, quantum, whatever. Quantum is just another frequency that uh, vibrates through our universe. It is not controlled. It, it's overridden by consciousness. Okay, let's go back to tachyon chambers. A lot of people with disorders and let's say depression or anxieties can go into a tachyon chamber and they come out feeling loved. And these anxieties, these depressions go away. Um, if you see the videos on YouTube about Tachyon Chambers, the, 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 they testify. Their statements are radical. It's like I've had a near-death experience. It's the same as if I've had an out-of-body experience. I'm so relaxed. My body can function so, so much better. And this one patient says, as soon as your brain gets out of the way, your body can heal itself. And this is the, the primer to ancient Chinese medicines that go back and say, uh, like qigong and um, other
1: uh, like uh, t- tai chi,
0: tai chi and other other uh, uh, disciplines that the mind can can correct the body. The mind is in control. Your subconscious is in control of your mind. So we're stacking energy on energy. We're not just saying, "Oh, you're having a chemical response and you need more dopamine or you need uh, melatonin instead of serotonin." You know, we're trying to make up for the chemical. Uh, uh, lack, you know, the, the missing elements in your chemistry. No, that's pharmaceutical, and pharmaceutical deals with material uh, uh, connections, you know, uh, but the same as vitamin E does, the same as, you know, uh, calcium does, you know. It, these are all help, you, you, your electrolytes and your, and your chemistry inside the body, but it's not dealing with the energy inside the body. That is only from the mind. That energy radiates through your body, through your neural, your neural net systems that move your muscles, that make you talk, make you, you know, make you, make you move your locomotion, your kinesiology is all based upon the energy neural connection. Now um, there is a new video out, and, I, and it's the epic, it's the pinnacle, it is the very pinnacle of neuro, uh, neural net mapping. And it's called the glass brain, the glass brain. And then you can go on YouTube, type in glass brain, and it'll show you the video. And this has been, you know, 40 years of EEGs and and, and neural net mapping and on and on and on, you know, going through every, you know, dissecting the brain as, as much as you can. They actually have a map of the brain of its neural connections called the glass brain. And everyone goes, Oh my God, look at that. You know, that's how uh, everything is done. And I'm going, no, you just mapped out the energy in the brain, the neural map, the highway of energy that is rolling around your brain. But it's amazing because when a person has a near death experience, that map is still there, but they're not there. Or that map shuts down and they're not there, you see. So even people in a coma, you know, have neural connections, but that doesn't mean they're there. You know, it just means that they're still functioning. It's it's a functional energy.
1: Do you think the body or the, the consciousness leaves uh, during a coma? Because that, that seems like that could be like the, more, oh, yeah. like the yeah. worst experience in the world for someone to just have to sit still while their yeah. body just vegetates. Like, I mean, that would be yeah. so like... Right, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. a horrible thought, right?
0: Yeah. If you're in a coma, how do they determine if you're still alive? Well, they put an EEG on you, and if you still have brainwaves, you're still alive. That's that's the evidence of life. Proof of life is brainwaves, or a heartbeat. A regular heartbeat is a proof of life. Um, so if you have pulse and you have brainwaves, they keep you alive even in a coma. But when patients come out of a coma, well, you'll actually see. You'll actually see. Now this happens when you sleep regularly. During the day, your brain like goes down about 30 or 40%. It functions on about 50 to 60% of your energy in your brain because the rest of the energy is being cycled to the rest of the body. But when you sleep, your brain just becomes totally activated, like 110%. It, it looks like you're on you know meth. It looks like you're on a meth fit. And all that energy is now back in your brain and you're asleep. And when you're asleep, you're the closest you are to death than you will ever be during the day. Not unless you, you know, get shot or hit hit by a truck. But the whole idea is when, every time you sleep and you go into REM, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, I was in REM and man, I it was all real. It was all in color, and it was 3D. And I was walking through this, you know, street, it looked like I was in Rome. And I I've I've never been to Rome and all this other stuff. And people say, well, that's just, you know, latent memories and wishful thinking and your your brain does all that. And you can actually say, maybe you just left your body, went back to a different time and was walking in the streets of Rome. Um, our science today can't disprove that, but they have a hard time proving it, you see, because they're still chasing the brainwave energy. Well, that energy is tachyons. Everybody knows that. That's why they can't walk it in a box, because we don't have the tachyon sensors to do that. But we have examples of tachyon energy repairing the cellular structure of the human body. And there are a lot of doctors out there saying that on the edge of the cell, on the membrane of the cell, these little antennas stick up. And these little antennas are looking for signals. And this, they sometimes do it cell to cell, you know, and they try to get information so they can change the epigenetics in the DNA. The DNA is changing the epigenetics change all the time which rebuilds the cell to its new environment but they're receiving signals and it could be chemical it could be neurological it could be microwave cellular radiation you know cell phone radiation Um, it's all these signals and then the cell individually decides how it wants to survive so even on the cellular level it's intelligent you know and no one can say oh well that's just you know that's all bogus you You know, I don't believe in that. Well, look at the anatomy of a cell. It's picking up information somewhere. And water, of course, is the easiest thing for this energy to pass through. That's why we call it plasma. That's when I say paraplasma physics. It's paraplasma. It's a form of the fourth density of matter, plasma. But it's not in a relatable plasma. It's in a sea of tachyons. And that tachyon, we can't quite detect. We can detect the fish, we can detect the water, but they can't connect that to a biological box. And so we're still at odds. But I said, there's no odds at all. If you believe in energy, then all of this is real. Telepathy, you know, um, hypno- uh, hypnagogic states, hypnosis is all real. Okay. Uh, Near
1: death experiences, out of body experiences, uh, remote viewing, psychokinesis, telekinesis, ESP, clairvoyance, clairaudience. It's right, over, right.
0: That's right. And and the equation for that is in physics. It's in signaling physics. It's called E equals I. Energy equals information.
1: I remember this. You talked about this and this yeah. is your formula, right?
0: Yeah, and that is that that explains everything in the paranormal. Everything, psychics, mediums, ghosts, it's energy that has information. Now we apply that to a focused energy, a focused energy, like a laser. It's focused. Okay, it's focused, and yet it needs the rest of the energy around it, the ambient energy, in order to collect data. Okay, so so we need oxygen. I'm breathing oxygen right now, even though I don't see it. I don't really feel it. But I need that to survive. The consciousness is exactly the same way. It is sensing its environment for it to make adjustments and not to fly through a wall if it doesn't have to. You know, it takes the form of the least resistance. And anyone can tell you that's what water does. That's what energy does. It takes the the easiest route to get to uh, from point A to point B. And that is the idea that we're looking at. We're looking at a plasma. Tachyon plasma energy is what we're looking at. And all we need to do is be able to focus and find the frequencies in that to fix our bodies, just by telling our bodies, quietly, heal, you know, here's the energy, heal, make me new DNA, make me new cells, you know, replace my bad ones. We just have to tell our bodies to do that. It will do it naturally. It's going to isn't, do it naturally.
1: Isn't it like getting past the indoctrination that we've been taught that we can't heal? That's right. That's
0: right. We've been taught all of our lives. Okay. Just like the big bad wolf is in the forest. We've been taught all our lives. We can't heal ourselves. We need to have to go to a doctor a pharmaceuticals. We have to go see a psychologist. We have to, we, you can't do it alone. You just can't do it. So here is a bunch of drugs and they're going to alter your chemistry. And the side effects are going to be nausea, uh, farts, and, uh, you know, frequent and uncontrollable urination. Um, okay, why am I taking this? Why can't my brain just tell my cells, you know, repair, repair with good DNA? Now, we, you know, I don't know if you worked in a nuclear reactor, but the, if you looked at it, worked in a nuclear reactor, you may not, your cells may have deteriorated, your DNA may have been deteriorated enough where they cannot repair themselves. But... With stem cell technology, oh, we go find a little baby that has a a, a great liver or a great uh, pancreas or whatever. We take a little bit of his stem cells, we put them into your cells, and let that regenerate.
1: And 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 why do you think there's such um. Why, why do you think there's so much backlash on stem cells? Like I listen to Joe Rogan, and oh, Joe yeah. Rogan's a big proponent of um, stem cells, and it's not backlash; it's like the it's just like the the banning of it. Like you have to go right. to Mexico or, or, or yeah. somewhere in Colombia yeah. to against stem cells. Like yeah. you can't get them in America. Like it's but, so like this whole health system so messed up, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, when HGH came out, uh, human growth hormone came out. It was manufactured by the Eli Lilly company in Japan, sold in Mexico, not sold in america because they found out they'd extend your life 10 or 15 years you'll be in perfect Which health
1: human growth hormone do you want to get do you know have um, a bunch of different ones like
0: yeah i took a i take uh it's on pure f- formulas it's uh human i'm sorry i don't know the company uh should I'm have it. it but down. yeah if you go to uh there's a website called pure formulas P- pure formulas pure. and they have uh three or four different types of human growth hormone and mine costs $22. There's one that costs $20, which they're out of. And another one costs $22. And that's the one I get because they were out of it last time. But, but it's called human growth hormone. Just type in HGH. Four or five will come up. And this is about $22. It lasts you about a month.
1: And, and that, like, that, that helps everything grow, your whole body, right? Like, and that yeah. helps you regenerate, right? Yeah.
0: Now, everyone talks about uh, testosterone or estrogen. And, and these are factors in growth and development. But at the same time, you need other um, vital uh, information in there besides just those two things. But those are the two like gorillas in the room. Uh, when as you age, as a man ages, he develops more estrogen and he loses his testosterone. Okay. Uh, a woman, as she ages, she'll develop more testosterone. She'll lose her estrogen. So... So when you run around about 80 years old as a man, you'll, you'll like start to cry at uh, some chick flick, you know, or some Oprah Winfrey um, movie or whatever, you'll start to cry. And you don't even know why you're crying. Well, it's because you got more estrogen than testosterone. Okay, the same thing about reproduction. As you lose testosterone, your sex drive goes down. It's just automatic, and that's why we have the ED formulas that people can get Cialis, Viagra, or whatever to maintain that circulation and maintain that sex drive hormone. Okay, um, but so that I've doesn't.
1: Heard, uh, L-arginine is real good for that.
0: Too. Oh yeah, there's another one called Sima, Simeline, something like that. That's a generic form. Um, okay, all of this is uh, this is all symptomatic. Okay, I have a symptom, this relieves that symptom, but uh, it's not really uh, helping the rest of the body, so you get lopsided. So, all these guys who are in uh, WWE, uh, wrestling, uh, they're taking growth hormones, they're taking a lot of things to why to rebuild their bodies from the inside. So, if they get a hit, they can absorb that hit and they can keep going. Um, growth hormone is in football players, baseball players. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. Now they call it doping back in the day, but now it's kind of like, you know, everybody, everybody does it, but you're going to have,
1: I was going to say, have you ever heard of a, I I watch a lot of UFC whereas that's like the MMA fighting. Yeah. ever hear of um uh, fighters taking epo epo is like gets in your blood and it's supposed to give you more energy like right. um I, I don't know anything about it but i just know like a, a, a they have a real strict system in the ufc they have this company called usada right. it's the same company that tests olympic athletes so all the ufc fighters are tested under usada to make sure right. they can't use steroids but there's a lot of like mma analysts that'll say like you know like taking hgh or, or testosterone could be more beneficial to them it's not like a performance enhancement. it it could just there's a lot of people that argue for the fact that it could be more beneficial i don't know if epo could be but like um you know these are just things that people can use to enhance their life
0: yeah yeah absolutely um look at the ancient chinese medicines we have uh, ginseng that's to help your circulation and your brain so you don't go into dementia we have ginger which helps regulate blood pressure and body you know you know conditions so If you look at the body like Galen did as a machine, a circulation machine, which we still look at it kind of that way today, we're looking at the the neurochemistry and the biochemistry a lot. So every time they get a blood sample, you know, the doctor says, oh, I got to take some blood. They look at that chemistry and they go, okay, you're missing this. You're missing, you're low in iron or you're low in in certain things. And they say, okay, we can supply you with a pill for that. Okay. But the deal is, is that if you're taking something um, other than adrenaline, which Everyone gets when they're wrestling and playing sports, if you replace that with uh, a a chemical, uh, you know, then the problem becomes you, you having to replace that chemical all the time uh
1: yeah, there was- you know what I, i'm sorry i'm mean, i get excited I, someone told me that they were on testosterone right and Said that by taking the testosterone that d- d- decreases your your natural testosterone so your body right. will stop producing testosterone right. but now you're on the synthetic testosterone right. but some people have to do that especially guys yeah. like if they want yeah. to have, continue having like a regular sexual life and 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 be healthy right
0: Right. Absolutely. Now look at your, your sports athletes. You know, if you hit 40, you're an old man um, because that's when the body naturally starts to run out of all this energy, testosterone, adrenaline, um, you know, dopamines and endorphins that 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 are active when you're in battle or when you're in sports because you become a competitive scenario. So all these things kick in for your survival
1: yeah i was when i was 38 and i was working out a lot i was i mean i worked out a lot of times throughout my life but Mm -hmm. i got into like an insane kick when i was 37 or 38 and i was in like perfect shape right well, mm-hmm. now that I, it's weird, I turned 42. And it seems like, oh, yeah, like things just just started to decrease. Like, I yeah. don't have as much energy, I can't mm-hmm. work out as much like, mm-hmm. it's just harder. It's just everything's hard. My workday when I, I work a physical job, it takes the, it kicks the shit out of me. Right. You know what I mean, it's right. just like, it's so hard to explain. Like, I, I don't think people realize until they reach the age that like, right. you just reach a certain age and things just stop working. Right.
0: Yeah, I was watching uh, TikTok the other day, and on TikTok they have these uh, called reversals. They show this elderly person, and then they go reverse, and it's actually a famous movie star. And it was like Bridget Bardot, you know, today, and she looks like some truck driver. Uh, she's lost almost all of her femininity, and you go back just ten years or fifteen years, and she's a sexually, you know, pr- you know, active woman.
1: Well, wait, let me ask you this. Well, men can use HGH, what can women use?
0: Same thing. They can use the same thing. Now, the thing is, the earlier you use it and the longer you use it, the better it's going to be. Now, I've got a lot of people out there saying, oh, if you use it too long, HGH, you'll get diabetic or you'll get this or get that. No. If you take the proper balanced HGH, um, you will... Uh, it will have no effect. It just gives you a better health all the way around. Okay. There's a little thing. Every time you go down to the doctor, they put this little thing on your finger. And this little finger uh, thing says how much oxygen is in your blood and your heartbeat. It just measures two things. And so that's monitoring your heart and your oxygen co- content. If your oxygen is lower than 95, you've got a you've got a problem. You just got a problem. If your oxygen is 95 and above, you're doing great. You're doing great. So, so this is that's just one simple test on on how fast you can lose your lung capacity. I mean, look at uh, all the athletes that are out there; they're pushing forty. Serena Williams just retired, and what, she's forty-one, okay, um, her body is just you know dying. It's just dying, and uh, her estrogen count is going to go down. Her her testosterone count is going to go up. Um, you know, and then that's why you have these. Uh, women who are elderly, and they're just confrontational, you know, oh, I mean this, and this is what I mean. And, you know, that because their testosterone is just pulsing through their body, and they can't control it. And it's the same thing with uh, post-traumatic stress, and and elderly men, they become, uh, they, they start to cry, and they go, why are you crying? And you go, they go, I don't know, why I'm crying. It's just some type of emotion waved over me, where before they had the testosterone to break it down. Uh, to break down those emotions to conceal those emotions and hide those emotions and then you got guys that turn 70 and they're just like oh let me just tell you what happened in my family when i was a kid and all this stuff starts pouring out stuff that they've kept secret all their lives especially people in the the military and special operations they get to a certain age and it's like oh man i you know i may have a couple of years left and i'm just worn out and i'm going to uh you know, tell you the secrets of life. You know, the secrets of the world, or whatever, and and then that's that's what happens. Uh, uh, the human body um, starts to do that now. I have um, one
1: more question for you before we finish yeah, up. I just I have to ask you this: like, so would you recommend, like, uh, for someone like me who's forty two, would you recommend, obviously, the HGH over like testosterone?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because testosterone is it. Not unless you're working out. If you have a vigorous energy uh, depletion. Like if you're lifting weights on a daily basis or running on a I daily basis, a
1: job and I run on right. the right.
0: Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I ran uh, when I was younger because, uh, for stress relief It just relieved my yeah, stress.
1: You get that runner's high.
0: Yeah. I get that, yeah, that runner's high. Yeah. And so, you know, I was up to like four miles, four and a half miles every other day. That's
1: what I do. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and it really, you know, I really felt good. I didn't get sick in the winter time. I haven't had a flu shot in years, You know, and, um, so your health, your health is a, a decision-making process. Just like it, just like everything else. Just like the car you drive, the the clothes you wear, um, it's, it's a decision. It, you make that decision. I'm going to be as healthy as I can be. I'm going to live the best life I can. Okay. Well, what does that mean? That means getting your doctors, get a second opinion from your doctor. Definitely. And, and, and search, do your own research, take some more vitamin C so you don't catch a cold, take some more zinc so you don't have nasal drip like I do because I, 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 this time of year I get allergies and, um, but, but, you know, instead of them giving you uh, Zyrtec or Claritin or something that is chemically synthetic, like you said, synthetically designed and it's going to burn up into your system. You can take these other things, which are just natural minerals that we should be taking all the time anyway, and they will help refortify your body. Now, um, if you're if you've been a sports athlete, let me just put a disclaimer here: if you're a sports athlete and you've hurt your knees, you've hurt your ankle, your elbows, tennis elbow, you know, uh, shoulder, rotary cuff, HGH will help repair that faster than any there's, the pain medication. The pain medication is to confront the pain. It is not to repair the body. It's not going to heal anything. It just cuts the senses so that you don't feel that pain. Okay, I understand that. But you can take products like more calcium, more vitamins, uh, multivitamin, that will help your body repair that pain and this is what like in qigong and tai chi that is the whole idea is getting that electricity through your body keep that that uh qi that's that that energy of your your spirit and your consciousness working with your body in order to repair itself
1: i got one more question for i just want i have to ask you about this what about like um stuff like peptides Mm monotonic gold c60 yeah any of these good i mean i know some peptides yeah. are good like i i experimented with one peptide called CMAX, which is supposed to be good for like alzheimer's disease it's right. but it helps build maybe more neural pathways in your brain and i've right. also experimented with c60 like but i never saw like a, a like a much of a notice from that i don't know if that just has maybe long-term effects where it blocks you from radiation or or what yeah
0: um there's a lot of things like iodine certain types of iodine that you can take to help your thyroid So you don't get the effects of thyroid disease and radiation disease. Um, uh, uh, Amino acids and peptides are to break down the food in your system to get the most advantage out of it. So if you're taking like sugar or something like that, and you're having a hard time breaking it down, you take a probiotic, you take a, a peptide, and this gets into your stomach and it starts to break down. Your stomach acids start to break it all down. And these little lipids come out, they're like bulldozers, and they push all this uh, food mass around and try to get it into the bloodstream to where it is it takes the nutrition and tries to do the best it can. Now if it comes across something that it does not understand, then the body will sit there and say, "Well, I don't understand that. We need to either you know digest it out or we'll store it as fat." And so a lot of times people like drink a lot of beer and they get this beer belly, this beer gut. Well, this is where your fat cells are. And this is where your body is unable to digest it, whether it be yeast or um, some type of element inside the beer. Now we know that a lot of beers now are made of water. The secret ingredient is water, which is not a secret ingredient, but it's just better just to drink water and forget the beer, you know, get the beer taste, but uh, forget the beer. But the idea is that the body makes decisions without you being involved. So it says, oh, I don't know what to do with this. Here's a clump of plastic. Uh, We're going to store this in your gut. And so there's a lot of things that we eat that are not really healthy for us and our body stores them. Now, if it doesn't get the water it needs or it doesn't get the probiotic that it needs, the enzymes, it starts to store this stuff. And so when people go, okay, well, I need to lose some weight, they don't start drinking water, which they should. They just go start working out. And what what happens? They get dehydrated. They start getting sick uh, because all this stuff that's stored is now needs to be used as energy. So the carbohydrates, whether it be you know uh, yeast or uh, plastic or whatever else you you've been drinking, uh, alcohol or whatever, it needs to be now broken down into energy, and the whole the whole thing goes from there. Um, the body, if it cannot use it, but it needs it will start burning up other things. So it reaches in for the muscles next. It takes all the fat out of the muscles. And then it needs more oxygen. It takes all the oxygen from the calcium in the bones. So then you get, a, you know, fragile bone disease, you know, a scoliosis in your back and things like that. That's why when elderly people fall, they break their hip. Well, their hip and the skull are some of the toughest places in the body and they shouldn't be breaking like that but they decalcify because the body needs oxygen so as your body needs something you need to put something in there that's digestible and healthy so that your body can revive repair itself so you don't get weak bones you don't do and and simple stress exercises um, can, can solve a lot of this. You know if, what?
1: I know I'm running out of time, but I'd like oh, to do okay. another show if we can about, um, Yeah, I'd like yeah. to just have you on again to talk about supplements in general and like health and supplements because mm-hmm. I love this stuff. I love oh yeah. This. It's so much interesting. It's so interesting about how we can elongate our lives and live better lives. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, I have I have health experts. I have friends who are health experts and 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 they're, um, you know, their personal coaches and stuff like that. And they'll come in and they'll look at your refrigerator and they'll you know start saying, no, eat more celery, and, you know, a little bit less this. But we all have a disposition of what we like. And 90 percent, not 90 percent, but a large percentage of our diet uh, is sugar based. OK, it, when Lots you travel. Foods, right. People. Right they yeah. they they took out really the fats out of our food and they replaced it with sugar so it would be it tastes better and but it, uh, again it doesn't have the nutrients we need to digest it so when you go to another country like let's say France or um Spain or some places in Europe they're vinegar based everything is vinegar 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 they they pickle everything in vinegar they eat pickles they have vinegar chips you know you Why know is they, that? I don't know. It's like okay, so so they grew up on vinegar. So their preference is vinegar. And what does vinegar do? Well, we all know that vinegar thins the blood. It aspirin is made out of vinegar. Just plain bare aspirin is made out of vinegar. So you take you take that it thins your blood like a glass of wine, which is wine vinegar, you know, it thins the blood. And they eat this all their life to keep their circulation going. So, That's
1: amazing.
0: So, so in Europe, you you get the idea of like saying you know they're gastronomical, you know the, it, you know they're mindful of what you eat, how it how it tastes, and oh they get really crazy about it. You know Julia Child made a whole fortune off of French cuisine in England. You know she, she went to France to learn, and then she went to England to do her show. But anyway, uh, real we go, quick,
1: real quick, what do you think yeah. about intermittent fasting too? Let's, yes.
0: Yes. Um, the caveman diet is good. It's like the keto diet and intermittent fasting. If you can, if you can, and I know it's hard to skip a meal, um, maybe not, maybe dinner, if not lunch, but, but have a, have a, have a nice breakfast, um, have a good lunch, you know, and a lot of people get logie after lunch. You, you can decrease that. And then have a moderate dinner is the best way because your body doesn't get this Bulk uh, uh system. And w- what happens when you eat in bulk? All the blood leaves your brain, runs to your stomach, and says, We gotta digest this turkey, or we gotta uh, digest this pumpkin pie, or whatever. So it's taking virtual, virtually the blood out of your brain, out of your muscles, and trying to digest something. And that's why a probiotic comes in. It helps in that digestion to break that food down and Get it to the right parts of the body so that it will re-nutritionalize uh, those areas. Um, there's a lot of nutrition that that we need, and you can tell the longevity. The better the nutrition, the, the the longer people live. And it's also the trimming of that that diet. So we don't eat as much sweets. We don't eat as much tobacco. We don't you know consume as much of something else. Um, And so just that alone, just that trimming um, extends your life a great deal. Now, we have a a problem. I'll finish up with this. We do have a problem now. This is global. This is in every major city um, that the air pollution quality now has gotten so bad that uh, it takes about six years off your life. Just just walking down the street, just walking down the street. It'll take six years off your life. I don't care if you're in New Delhi or or Hong Kong or San Francisco or Los Angeles. um, The air quality now per billion is astronomical. And like I said, I've been in Paris as well as Los Angeles. And you can smell those fluorocarbons, those carbons in the air, you know, every morning, you know, and you can see the grayness in the sky. When I was a kid, it was blue. The sky was always just this cerulean blue, but now everybody has asthma. And back in my day, asthma was pretty rare. I mean, very rare. Uh, now today, everybody has asthma. Every, today people are short breathed and they have anxieties. They panic, they have these panic attacks because their lungs are not filling up with air for them to relax, get the air into their system. So it's either, okay, it's either fight or flight. So if you don't have the lung capacity to, to run, you're not going to have the lung capacity to fight because your endurance level is so low. It's all based on lung capacity. But this pollution that we're just breathing in, it's everything. It's carbon, it's nickel, it's uh, acids. It's, uh, you know, just name it. It's just horrible. And this- fight
1: that? Would C60 be good to fight that?
0: Oh yeah, uh, uh, coenzyme 10, co- CoQ10, CoQ10 can, can fight some of that. But what I'm saying is, that these are nanoparticles. So they're going through your lung sacs almost directly into your bloodstream. And, oh my God. and that's what we're fighting against. Oh, they found in major in major cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles dogs suffering from dementia. And these dogs are, you know, their nose is 10 times more sensitive. And they found out that they're inhaling iron and it gets into their brain and it's called magnetite, but this type of iron is not broken down by the body. It's foreign, and you can see it, it looks like little BBs in their brain, and it's creating dementia. Now, we don't have as much, you know, uh, nasal capacity or or smell, uh, smell capacity as a dog. They have 100,000. We probably have 1,000, so we're delayed, but If it's getting through our lungs and up our nose, into our brain, we don't have a chance. When the air is not free, nothing, everything, uh, all animals, dogs, cats, wildebeest, uh, antelope, deer, buffalo, go down the chain, is all breathing the same air. And Jack Kennedy said back in the 60s, to stop nuclear testing in the air, or on on land, above land. Uh, He goes, we all breathe the same air. We all love our children. We need to leave a planet that they can survive in. And even the Russians agreed to that. And so we do underground nuclear testing even up, oh, probably about four or five years ago and we just kind of stopped. But but the idea to go out to Yucca Flats, you know, and and not S4, but around Area 51, where they did all the underground testing, and it will look like the moon. It just has craters where they blow up these geothermal, I mean, nuclear devices below ground and cause geothermal explosions. And, you know, you, they test how fast the rock melts and how much radiation is there and yada, yada, yada. And they've been doing this in Pine Gap, Australia. They've been doing <laughs> it in Los Alamos, California. Yeah, I mean, Los Alamos and uh, area 51 and s4 and and even when they uh practiced for the moon going to the moon they walked around in these craters uh, imitating the moon
1: oh,
0: because well. because that's what it looked like it looked like you know meteorite or asteroid impacts so um so anyway we have like fukushima radioactive debris in our oceans and in our air and we still have Uh, DDT that's left over. Now we have all the other devices like oil and fluorocarbons and petrochemicals and um, carbon and just carbon alone um, to to do uh, that is now in our air. So if you just scrub climate change, just scrub, scrub climate change, the parts per billion right now of air pollution is taking six to seven years off your life whether you're a avid runner or a bicyclist or whatever if you cannot get that stuff out of your body um we're all doomed we're just all doomed so that's why uh that's why looking at ghosts is so valuable to our welfare because that's what the set of energy we're gonna be in um if we can't solve our own pollution
1: problems just throwing it out there I, I i i'm gonna to have to have you back on again my sure girlfriend's texting me i gotta go we have to go do yeah. something for Halloween. so she's like yeah. I keep, i'm t- I, I i keep texting her. i'm like i'm i'm gonna end this soon but yeah i'm sorry i'm so, sorry this was a wealth of information this yeah. was amazing doctor yeah. like, thank you yeah. so much i love Yo, and like, my show. like yeah. i and i'm so thankful to you like this was do you don't understand how great of information this was this was so yeah. this was amazing
0: so- so if you want a 30-minute condensed version of this, I'm sorry, it's the end, but you can go to the Lynch Factor on YouTube and I have some of these topics I have mentioned. Okay, so we're we're getting close to ghosts and what they're made out of and how they work because it's our own consciousness. It's the consciousness of our reality, in our reality, but it's all energy. And that's what we have to, we have to get away from the material just a second and get into energy and get away from quantum and get into tachyons. And once we make these, developmental steps you will see a whole vast change in our reality and i want to thank you robert for inviting me and anytime you and, you, and, you and need somebody you, just you give have, me a call. people
1: want to reach out to you if they have questions can they reach out to you on facebook
0: yeah uh facebook absolutely uh, i'm on facebook and i'm on youtube and uh just type in michael lynch uh and i, I have the paranormal uh news banner behind me on my facebook and uh you don't have really have to be friends with me uh you can just you know send me a message or type on my page or whatever and that'll be fine and then we can friends up later i'm getting too many friends facebook is thinking i'm a conspiratorial uh proud boy or something i don't know what i'm but anyway anyway i get a lot of people on my uh facebook and they're getting kind of concerned about that and i'm not i'm not a, i mean i'm i'm conspiratorial i i think there's a lot of conspiracies out there to that undermine our welfare and well-being you know uh and uh there was a joke uh i was i was watching a a, a a joke i mean i was watching a a vlog i was watching a vlog and uh and the uh the the whole idea about government is we're here to protect the people no what no matter if they know it or not or whether they even care, you know, that's what governments or governance should be, is where they protect the people that they govern. You know, whether they know it or agree to it, they're being protected by our government. And and a lot of times that's not the case. A lot of times government c- cows down to the FDA, the EPA and pharmaceutical companies and the oil companies. And um what was really funny was uh over the past over COVID, during COVID, when everyone was locked in the home, Uh, All these companies, Fortune 500, make tremendous profits. It was like, we didn't produce anything. No one one went anywhere. We didn't go. We didn't do anything. Our GDP was like the lowest it's been since before the World War II, you know, 1930s. And yet these corporations made tremendous amounts of profit. And then the 20-year war ends. uh, We get a new president. And all of a sudden uh you know we lost our government contracts and we're no longer you know insider trading so now we have inflation and it's all your fault and it's like we're the victims here you know we didn't go out and make a profit during covid for 2 years we lost money you know and um everyone's like laughing at that and it's like no that's not that's a that's not a conspiracy that's a fact these guys had a plan that they could make money whether we did anything or not whether we consumed anything or not whether we went anywhere or not, they had a plan to stay save themselves, and it didn't really include us. So I
1: agree. Well, you know, we're gonna to have to do this again. Yeah. I, I want to have you on again to talk health sure. and, and more stuff. And thank you, yeah. Doctor so much. No, oh,
0: thank you, Robert. I I just anytime, anytime you need me.
1: All right. Uh, happy Halloween.
0: Have a great Halloween. Be safe.
1: All right. Thank you.